evening and welcome. My name is Julia and I'm so happy we're connecting through time and space here on the Magic Moon Club. Somehow you found your way here, so take this as a special moment for yourself. Please relax, sit back and take a deep breath. Now that we're ready, let's create some magic. of the moon, it usually evokes some type of mysterious feeling in us. The hidden mysteries, magic, intuition, all those fascinating things we would love an answer to but can't seem to find them. Science hasn't figured out where the moon comes from, how it originated. The moon is the earth's companion, a light in our darkness that reminds us of change, of growth, and of our hidden truths. The moon also has a direct relation to feminine energy, while the sun is typically the symbol of masculine energy. Tonight, I want to begin a series focused on divine feminine energy. Honestly, I didn't plan this, but for years I have been visited by different saints and goddesses in my meditations and lately they have been visiting more frequently. They want me to talk about them, their stories, and also about feminine energy. And who am I to refuse goddesses, right? So when we speak of feminine energy, it's important to highlight that every one of us no matter which gender you identify with, everyone carries feminine and masculine energy. Life is the result of the union of both these opposite energies. In a very simplified explanation, masculine energy is active, firm, stable, practical, rational, focused, while feminine energy is more flexible, passive in the sense of going with the flow, intuitive, feeling, receiving, dynamic, and fluid. Masculine knows exactly and clearly, while feminine feels deeply and trusts that feeling. Both in thought and in feeling lies a deep wisdom and we will find true power when we're able to unite our rational thinking side with our intuitive feeling side. Our world is heavily focused on rationality and logic, but there are things that the human mind can't comprehend, but we still somehow know it to be true. We feel it. All of us need to learn to trust these feelings. Feminine energy is powerful as it stands for both creation and destruction. When you create something, you are at the same time destroying something. When you create light, for example, 
you are destroying darkness. When you create written pages in a notebook, you are destroying the empty pages. When you begin something, you end something. When you create life, you are destroying that which was not. This is why sometimes for us it's difficult to begin something new, to create something new, even though creating that would be our dream. Because by creating, we are ending something. There can't be creation without destruction. There can't be a beginning without an end. This is the wisdom of the feminine energy. There is a flow, an up and down, a balance that doesn't want to fix the energy but simply adapt to it in the best possible way because it knows that fighting against it won't help. It's knowing that life will move constantly. Nothing is final. Nothing is fatal. It all just moves on. And in fact, it moves according to what you want to create and what you want to destroy. Most of us have been brought up to nurture and strengthen our masculine energy much more than our feminine energy. We embrace our masculine side much more easily because our world has always been focused on this energy. Being rational, logical, dominant, fierce, tough, strong, that's basically the goal. In school, we're taught to learn facts, focus on what is wrong and what is right. Only option A is right, while option B is wrong. Instead of learning that there is more than just two options, that the truth is subjective, that sometimes we will just feel that something is better for us, even when logic tells you otherwise. This world always wants the proven facts. The world wants you to be tough and strong and feelings are said to be signs of weakness. Don't cry, don't be such a baby, don't be so dramatic. This is what many of us heard growing up when we had sensitive, vulnerable moments. Our sensitivity was often seen as weakness and weakness was seen as a bad thing, so we would be criticized and even shamed for just feeling whatever emotion we had at that moment. The result of this is that many of us, no matter what gender identity, pushed our feminine side away and focused on the masculine part inside of us, the part that would get us praise and recognition. Society in general values masculine energy. We often hear, don't be such a girl or I'm not one of those girls, or man up. The emotional person, especially the emotional woman, is often seen as a desperate, ridiculous person, even hysteric, a drama queen. It's understandable that we feel pushed away from our feminine energy. We want to be praised and loved, and we seek to be what others will love. 
so we focus on our masculine energy. This has, of course, its advantages too. You're goal-oriented, you know exactly who you are, you are determined, independent. But our feminine side, the part of us who is emotional, open with our feelings, who acknowledges when you need affection or help, who has a big heart, who feels connected to the world and their own body, who understands that we are mutable and always changing and that we don't have to define ourselves in a fixed way. That side of us is often being neglected or even shut off. When it comes to intimacy and love, for most people, it is difficult to find a balance between the feminine side that cares, nurtures, and also wants to be loved and taken care of, and the masculine side who gives without taking too much, who protects. In whichever way the imbalance lies, it turns into an unhealthy dynamic. But this translates in everything in our lives. Balancing our feminine and masculine energies brings harmony. But in order to balance it, we have to realize that there is something out of balance first. It's okay to need affection. It's okay to show affection. Do you allow yourself to show affection? Do you allow yourself to want affection? Can you admit that you need someone, that you want someone by your side without feeling ashamed or wrong for that want? When you have a moment of craving love and support, do you tell yourself, don't be so needy or you don't need anyone? It's not wrong to want love. Human beings have this need for human contact ingrained in our DNA, to be exact. The first human beings who basically build our most basic instincts learned that in order to survive, it is best to have someone by your side. That's when humans are most likely to survive and live well. You don't have to take on the world on your own. It's okay to want to have someone by your side. That doesn't mean that you're weak or needy or that you don't value yourself. On the other hand, when you go through a phase in your life of loneliness, that's okay too. You are enough on your own. You have a lot of love to give and you can and should give that love to yourself. Love can be given freely to you, to others. It will only grow stronger and stronger. There are things to observe in order to figure out if your feminine energy is out of balance or not. I'm going to list a few of them so you can reflect and pay attention to where you're at right now when it comes to your feminine side. First, showing vulnerability, openness with your emotions. Are you able to talk about your feelings, your dreams, your desires, 
your fears with others? How do you feel about showing signs of weakness? If someone says you're too sensitive, how does that make you feel? Do you embrace your insecure side and nurture and care for it? Or do you push it away? Are you honest with yourself? Feel it all. Are you too proud of feeling whatever it is that you're going through? Do you feel shame and stiffness? What's so bad or wrong about your feelings? There's really no shame. It's okay to feel small or insecure sometimes. Pay attention to your feelings and the feelings of others. Don't be harsh to others or judgmental. Whenever you feel yourself being judgy or shaming others, reflect why you're doing this. If you notice this is something you need to work on, start by journaling more honestly and look up shadow work. 2. Getting comfortable with receiving. Some of us have been trained to provide for themselves and feel wrong to accept gifts and receive from others. We give very easily, but have a difficulty to receive in turn. Even accepting compliments and praise feels uncomfortable. But let me remind you that even goddesses who are divine and powerful, even they accept our gifts. More so, they demand gifts because they won't give out their energy without receiving something in return from us. Start to reflect how you feel about receiving gifts and praise. Do you easily accept them? Do you argue? Do you feel awkward? Ask yourself, why? Why does a part of you think that you're not worthy of those gifts? Journal about that. 3. Body Consciousness Let your feminine energy move through you. Your body is your temple and it deserves love and affection. Move as much as possible. Look up yoga poses that connect you to your feminine energy. 4. Spirituality and Intuition Trust yourself. That inner voice, you're not making it up. It's all real. Write down what you dream at night. Write down any intuitive feelings you have. If you think something, don't question yourself, but trust that you know. It's okay if you're wrong too. Things change all the time. One day you can think one thing, and the next day you can change your mind. That's fine. Let your thoughts become like water. Let them flow freely without forcing them in any direction. Trust what you sense. Seeing feminine. Pay attention to people who embrace their feminine energy and focus on them, follow them, 
watch their content, get inspired, and show your inner self that it's safe to embrace your feminine side. There are artists of all genders who are positive examples of the feminine. Keep an eye out for them. You can also create a visual board of what represents healthy, beautiful, feminine and masculine energy to you and look at it whenever you need to. You can do this on Pinterest, on a blog or Instagram or as a physical visual board at home. It's good and helpful to visualize ideas so that you can see what you want to bring forward. Six, meditate and let the moon help you. Try to keep up moon rituals whenever there is a new or full moon and meditate as often as you can to quiet your thoughts and your rational mind so that your feelings and intuition can make themselves heard. Practice it, just keep going until it feels more natural. Seven, make use of mantras. Words are spells, they carry magic. And your whole body, every cell is listening to you. The most powerful words are those that invoke special feelings inside of you. When you say a phrase and you get a giddy, excited, happy feeling, that is a powerful mantra because thoughts and words in combination with feeling create magic. Create your own mantras and say them to yourself repeatedly. Hang them up somewhere you see them. Repeat them on your way to work, during meditations, right before going to sleep. Feminine energy is linked to water, as does the sacral chakra and the moon. Water carries a deep, powerful energy, and it represents our emotions, while fire usually represents our passion, our active energy. Without water, there is no life, but the force of water can also destroy. A river can take you to places or drown you. It is said that the best way to survive in wild waters is to not resist it, but flow with it. We can apply this wisdom to our lives by learning to not lose our energies fighting, but to adapt to life's flow with calm and courage. You are here for a reason and you are in control of the waters, as you are part water too. All the light you want to have, you already are light. The moment you realize the goddess in you, no matter what gender, the moment you accept your power, your light, your control, and let go to join life instead of resisting it, that is the moment you will feel true happiness and freedom. in a book called The Penelopead by Margaret Atwood. It goes like this. Water does not resist. Water flows. 
When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is a caress. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. But water always goes where it wants to go, and nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. Dripping water wears away a stone. Remember that, my child. Remember, you are half water. If you can't go through an obstacle, go around it. Water does. As the moon illuminates the darkness, feel free to tune into your dark side too. The goddesses are beings who proudly embrace their whole selves, their light and their shadow, and are therefore in touch with their true power. Don't hold yourself back from your deep emotions, from your hidden desires, from all that you truly are. Embrace it. Embrace the wildness, the darkness, the parts that make you feel ashamed. Dance along with her for a while until you notice you are her and she is you and that is okay. The shadows only scare us until we come face to face with them. You will find that your shadows are often your true power, that you were forced to hide for the world told you it wasn't safe to shine bright. You deserve to shine. In fact, why should you deny the world to see you shine your brightest? You don't have to have all the answers at all times. Just go, just do, just flow, and you will be guided by the goddesses around you and within you. Moon friends, this was tonight's Magic Moon Club episode. We will meet each other again very soon. Until then, keep creating your magic.